Before we begin, let's bow for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we're thankful again for this wonderful privilege and opportunity that we have. Lord, to come once again around your throne and around your word, Lord. Even as we sang the ancient words, ever true, ever powerful. Lord, as we would open up your word this evening, we pray that it would speak to us in a mighty way. That your Holy Spirit, Lord, would touch our hearts and move us. And Lord, we just pray that as we would give you the glory, Lord, as this room is full of many people, we just pray, Lord, that there are many needs here, and you know each of us better than we know ourselves. So Lord, we thank you for the time that we have this evening. We want to lift it up to you, knowing that you are Lord and Savior of our lives. We speak, Lord, and we ask a blessing upon this day and upon this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thankful to be here this evening. Didn't know it was going to be so bright up here. I'm so thankful for many of those that have come to me in the past week or few days and even in the past few hours or minutes that have um, said that they would be praying for me this evening. Um, I'm, in a, I'm a man in need of prayer, that's for sure. And um, I don't know if you realize how much I appreciate that. And it's very comforting to know that. And, and I just pray that the Lord would, in these next few minutes, just give me the inspiration to speak. And that he would speak to all of our hearts this evening. As I thought about this theme this past week, as I was looking at the banner, a word fitly spoken. And I had to think of my, I was just kind of, internalizing what the Lord would inspire me and give me the wisdom to to be able to speak this evening about. And something that really moved me was words in itself and the power of words. And over this past week, as I was speaking to a lot of different individuals on a day-to-day basis in my own life, I really analyzed and thought a lot about the words that I was speaking. And yet, at the same time, too, I was analyzing the words that were being spoken to me. The power of words. You know, as a a parent... There's a lot of different stages in life as we watch our kids grow. One of the most, to me, that's been, I've been really enjoying is, is our little two-year-old Autumn. Uh, in the past year, she has put together a lot of different words. 
And I think as parents, we've all heard it, that those little words that, that come out of their mouths are so precious, are so innocent. And as my father-in-law would say, they're so adorable. They're precious. And they're funny. And then as they grow older, they start putting those words together and sentences are formed. And then a few years later goes by and it's like, you can't get, get the kids to stop talking. And so I had to internally analyze you know, the words that we speak every single day. Every day. There's a lot of them. And there are some times where we speak more than other times. But our words are so powerful. You know, we spent a lot of time this morning, even in our Bible classes, talking about the different ways that we communicate. And in this day and age, it is truly amazing, just with, with technology in itself, to be able to, to project our voices across the globe in a matter of seconds. The information, the communication that's taking place is really outstanding. It's amazing. It's incredible. And there's a lot of words that you and I use every day. The power of words. One of the verses that we read in our Bible class this morning, found in Proverbs 18, 21, says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Words. I don't know the exact figure of words that you and I use every day. There's some fun facts out there that say that, you know, an average person uses about 18,000 words a day. And I'm not sure how accurate that is. But all I know is that we use words every day to communicate. And there are many different ways that we can, we use those words to communicate with our families, with, with our friends, the people that we come in contact with at work, at school, in the real world. Words. How often was there a time in your life when you needed some encouragement? How often was there ever a time in your life in where things didn't look so good? You try to get up in the morning and you know, things weren't just, weren't fitting in that day. And maybe there was a time in your life that you were going through something, a struggle, a trial. And it was the one person 
that came to you and spoke a word fitly spoken. A few words that encouraged you. A few words that changed things up for that day, for that moment. A few words that gave you hope. And I can think about that in my own life, and I know that there were, there were many times in my own life where I was down and I needed some encouraging. And I know that there were individuals in my life that God has placed. I truly believe that. That they came to me and spoke some words that encouraged me, that lifted me up. On the flip side of that, there's a lot of times where there might be some individuals that might come to you and might say something that is painful, that is destructive. And then we start feeling down really quick. Words can bring us up. Words can bring us down. We can use words to destroy, to take down. We can use words to build up. We can use words to encourage. And as a recipient to those words, they're powerful. It's undeniable. What about now if we start, and we, we were kind of talking a little bit about words that we have heard and how they have an effect in our lives. But well, now what if we are the ones that are the one that's doing the talking or the speaking? I'll be the first one to admit I've said many times something where I've spoken and I wish that I never said it. That's hard. That's difficult at times because the words we speak don't just go out into thin air. They go places. They affect people's lives. And I'm sure that most of us that are sitting in this room today, if we pass the mic out today and said, if there's anything that you ever had a chance to say something that you wish you did not say, maybe today we said something that you, not on purpose, but even on accident, that you said something, you're like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. but it's gone. You know, we spend a lot of time texting each other these days. Great way of communication. Maybe. But there's also this autocorrect on there and you start going so fast and, and, and you're not even realizing and all of a sudden you hit the, the send button and it's gone. And you're like, 
Oh, no. Well, you text that person back and you say, okay, you know, it's just, you know, autocorrect. And sometimes we think it's funny and there's some, some things that come out and some things that really look really are bad, too. There's no autocorrect in life. Once the word is out of our mouth and goes out there, there's no autocorrecting. There's no going back. Now, we may be able to, to go back to that person and say, you know, I really apologize, and I'm sorry for what I've done and what I've said to you. And if it offended you in any way, I ask for your forgiveness. We can seek that out. But it's not going to change anything instantly. James, if you want to follow along with me, James chapter 3 <clears throat> Just really quick, I'd like to just <clears throat> go over this chapter. And this is uh, James speaking to the uh, first century church here, uh, the Jewish believers. Uh, they were scattered abroad. They were persecuted. They were spread out. They were also waiting for, for Christ's return. They thought it was, that it was at any moment that it would take place. And I want to just interject one little thing here in the sermon because there's something that we've, we've heard uh, last night. And, and for you, my dear friend, that, that you don't have yet received Christ in your own life, the call went out last night. The call for salvation, the gift and even Brother Warner uh, last night said, you know, that there's so many of you that might be so close. And it is our desire that you're not only almost persuaded, but you're, that you're fully persuaded. And I hope this week that you will let God work in your life and in your heart, that you too would accept him and not know just about him, but know him as your Lord and Savior. Know him as your redeemer. Because the word of God is powerful. Besides what I might speak of or anyone, but it's only a gift of God that is truly powerful. Here's what it reads in Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and of the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Let the word of God pierce your heart. Pierce your thought. All those things that you're thinking of, you may have questions. It's not complicated. And we heard that last night. And I know this message is not, this message is not something that we're going to be speaking about the heart issues this, this evening. But my friend, if you're out 
outside the door of grace, the urgency of the times of that we live in is there. And I hope, my friend, that you will be fully persuaded that today you will make that choice to follow after him. But as we wait for the Lord's coming, as we find ourselves in our everyday lives, as we find ourselves living life every day, James says this, he says, My brothers, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things, he says, we offend all. If any man offend not in the word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. It's incredible here that James says, you know, it says, for, for many things we're going to offend. No matter how, how good and how perfect we might, we might come and, and, and talk to individuals and, 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 and communicate with them, there's going to be a time where there's going to be something that we're going to be offending somebody somehow. He says, but if any man offend not, uh, he says, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. Wow, what a tall order that is. It's not saying that we're going to be perfect, that there's going to be no, no, no mistakes in our own lives. But it's talking about the completeness, the Christian maturity. And I've seen individuals, and I've witnessed times in individuals' lives where there was something that they, they could have spoken, there's something that they could have said, but they refused and they refrained. I said, wow. A person that's able to control their mouth. But he goes on and says, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth and that they obey us and we turn about their whole body. And if you were here uh, this uh, afternoon, we saw some of the slides of some of the big horses. And I'm sure Brother Scott Killeberg can come up here and, and tell you a lot more about horses than I can. I'm not even a beginner at that. Because one time I got on a horse and it practically threw me off. I was like, I ain't going on a horse again. But it's amazing the power that, of, of that creature alone and the size of it. And here James was saying that a little little bit in the horse's mouth. And I don't know what that weighs, a pound or so. If you know how to control it, the control, the horse will be controlled by it. It'll steer that horse into that direction. And so he says here, he says, Behold also the ships which, though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds. And these are the ships in the first century. They're not talking about some, you know, turbine ships that are, are finally moved. And, and it was, back then, it was just big sails. And they were driven and they moved fast through that water. And he says that it was just but the rudder that can turn that whole ship around. He says, even so, the tongue is a little member that boasteth great things, Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. 
And he goes on to say, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Wow. Wow. Has there ever been a time where we've said something and it just exploded? And I'm not talking just about things on social media these days because it doesn't take much to get up on there and it just, boom, it's out there. It's everywhere, good or bad. But just like a spark, one word can set off a forest fire. The power of words. says it defileth the whole body setteth on fire the course of nature it's amazing what a few words can do in people's lives heard a story once where a father was trying to teach his son I don't know if you want to say manners or be obedient, but every time he would get upset, this, this little boy, he would just, he would say some things he wasn't supposed to say. So his dad said, okay, I want you to do something. He says, every time you say something, he says, I want you to, to go to the fence and I want you to put a nail in the fence. And so every day, this boy, every time he got upset or whatever it was, he went to the fence and drove a nail. But after a long time, he was getting tired of it, and he kind of caught on what was going on, and so he got a little bit better about how to deal with his, his anger and, and his issues that he had. And, and there was a time where there was no more nails that he had to put in the fence. So his dad said, okay, I want you to do this. He says, I want you to go back now. He says, and I want you to go and take those nails out. And that's what he did. One by one. Pulling them out. One at a time. And so he goes to his dad and says, okay, I, got, I did that. He says, now I want you to go back. And he says, son, look at this fence. And there was a bunch of holes everywhere. He says, I want you to, to take and I want you to patch up all those holes. a lot of holes to patch up. Loved ones, I stand here before you this evening looking at myself first. Have my words put holes in people's lives? Have I said something that has offended others?
in a way that's discouraged them. To go back, to ask forgiveness and patch that up is a tough job. He says, and he goes on, he says, for every kind of beast and of birds and of the serpents and things of the sea is tamed, he says, and hath been tamed of mankind. He says, but the tongue can no man tame. When he's talking about these, these he says even the, the animals and, and, and the serpents and the things of the sea, I mean, he's not talking about like, you know, we're going to have them as pets or anything like that, but he was just saying like, you know, it's not like we have dinosaurs anymore roaming around that we need to fear. We can control these animals. He says, but the tongue, no man can control Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, even. Um, therefore, we curse, curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. You know, this will be a weekend of encouraging each other. It'll be a weekend of, of, a week of, I should say, of many inspiration hours and, and songs and, 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 and lessons and words that will be spoken to us, to all of us, and we'll be encouraged by it. We'll be uplifted by it. But the real test is not what's here. And we can encourage each other. It's important to do that. But it's when we leave this place. It's almost like we've, we've disconnected from the world in a sense. And we've gathered here. But it's when we go back next Saturday, whatever it is, and it's we're going to get back to the routine of life. We're going to go back to school. We're going to go back to work. We're going to go back to those, those places and we're going to be speaking again to people. We're going to be talking. We're going to be communicating. We're going to be emailing. We're going to be texting. We're going to be doing many things. What is that going to look like? That's what's going to be the real test. I heard something um, that I kind of want to leave with you too and I want you to think about this too because there's a lot of times where we want to speak and we want to say something and it's like sometimes we, we're in a rush and, and we just want to get through many things and, and, and sometimes we say it and we don't, we don't think about it. And Brother Roy, uh, this morning even in our, our Bible class, he says that before he ever uh, sends out an email, he says that he'll, he'll make, he'll, sometimes he'll have it for a few minutes or even hours, he said, that he might actually hold on to it. He'll make sure, he'll proofread it. He'll kind of test it out before he sends that send button because he knows once it's sent, it's gone. So before we speak, I want you to think on these things. First of all, it's an acronym for THINK. 
Okay. T. The letter T. I want you to think about this every time you speak. Pretty big challenge. And we don't have to spend hours thinking about this, but just a mental note of it. Is what I'm about to say, is it the truth? Because there's a lot of times where, where something is said to us and we assume that maybe it might be truth, but it's not. And then we pass it along. And instead of putting a fire out, we end up starting another fire. Is it truth? Put it to the test. H, is it helpful? Is what am I about to speak, is it helpful? I, is it inspiring? Will it uplift us? Will it encourage us? Will it edify the body? Will it edify each other? Is it going to be inspiring? Because there's so many words that we can use to bring people down, not even realizing it. Words are powerful. And if we stop for a moment and just think, is it inspiring? And is it necessary? Is it necessary? You know, sometimes I think, I got to get that last word in. Is it necessary? Sometimes we think, well, you know, if I get that last word in, I'll get that last jab in there. And then that jab turns into a stab. It's hard. It's hard to think about these things. I, but at the same time, it, this is true life. The last one is K. <clears throat> okay. K is found in Ephesians 4.32. He says, And be, kind, be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Being kind. We have been forgiven. Jesus did so much for us and he is still doing it for us he's continually shaping us molding us speaking to us as individuals as his children do we have the same kindness as our heavenly father does towards us do we have the same kindness can we reflect the light of jesus christ from our own lives to the world that is around us. Because there's so much hatred. 
There's so much destruction. There are so many words out there that are just, that bring us down. And it doesn't take much, because you'll see, when you get back out into the world, I mean, it'll just be but hours, but days, but weeks, until you can be bombarded with things of this world that can bring us down. The challenge this evening, loved ones, that I like to place before us. As we would look at the words that we speak, and Jesus himself said that we will give account for every idle word that comes out of our mouths. And that's a sobering thought. Next time I talk to anybody, will I think? I just ask that God would speak to our hearts this evening. That he would truly speak to each and every one of you as he continues to shape us and as he continues to mold us in his image. That we would take and consider the words that come out of our mouths. And I know it's, it's a hard issue too. But we ask the Lord to change our hearts from the inside out and then our words would change too. That he would put that bit of righteousness in our own mouths. That we would strive for to be that perfect man, not in, in com- but that complete man or that complete woman of God. So that when we speak, sometimes we say we have to just refrain from it. We might say we can speak and build people up not tear down. And it doesn't matter what setting we are, if we're in a church setting or we're in a setting in our school or work, wherever we might find ourselves to be, let's be those individuals. Let's be men and women of God to build, words to build up people around us. Just called up a group now to come and sing words. Can we bow our heads for prayer? Surely, Heavenly Father, there is nothing, not one more word that needs to be added to the inspiration that you've laid on the hearts of the brethren this evening and on the words that we just heard in that song. And so, Father, we would just ask, and as we've sung many times before and and read and and shared with each other, Lord, we pray that the, the words of our heart and the meditation, or the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable. Not just acceptable, Father, but would be inspired and given and spoken to each of us by Thee, and that it would be acceptable in Thy sight. Lord, we're so grateful for this blessing, and we ask a blessing on those that have given of themselves and shared in this evening, and pray that we would all walk with a reminder and an encouragement and, and frankly, an admonition into the rest of this week that we would share. Again, we give thee thanks for it and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.